Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Did That Really Happen?, where we explore strange, interesting, and vague moments in history in an effort to separate fact from fiction. In today's episode, we'll talk about how one of the last Japanese soldiers from World War II didn't lay down his arms until nearly 30 years after Japan surrendered. Did Hiro Onoda really keep fighting World War II until 1974? Let's find out. Twenty-nine years after the Imperial Japanese Army surrendered to the Allies aboard the USS Missouri on September 2, 1945, one of the last Japanese soldiers to stop fighting in World War II was Hiro Onoda. Onoda was born on March 19, 1922, in the small village of Kamikawa, located in the Japanese prefecture of Wakayama. Onoda reflected on his youth and said, I was always defiant and stubborn in everything I did. In addition to this, he was a member of a long line of warriors, beginning with his samurai ancestors and continuing all the way up to his father, who was a sergeant in the Japanese cavalry and fought and died in the Second Sino-Japanese War. When Onoda turned 18, he followed in the footsteps of his ancestors and enlisted in the Imperial Japanese Army. This was just one year before Japan would go to war with the United States after the attack on Pearl Harbor. After finishing his training in December of 1944, Onoda was sent to Lubang Island in the Philippines, where he could put the skills he had gained from his unique training to good use. The Imperial Japanese Army had taken control of the Philippines two years earlier, snatching control away from the Philippine government as well as the American forces that were stationed there. However, their army was scattered across a wide area. When the United States began an invasion of the island nation in the early part of 1944, they began driving the Japanese forces back almost immediately. By the winter of 1944, the majority of the Japanese forces stationed in the Philippines had been driven off of the more populous islands and had retreated to the more remote ones. On December 26, 1944, Hiro Onoda, who had been trained in the strategies of guerrilla warfare, was dispatched to the small island to use his particular skills to fend off the American and Philippine troops for as long as possible and use his training to his advantage. The objective was to prevent United States troops from establishing strong footholds in the region, thereby delaying their ability to move closer to Japan and providing the Imperial Japanese Army additional time to reorganize and prepare for attacks. These guerrilla units, which also served as spies, would continue to be a pain in the side for the Allies throughout the war. But when Hiro Onoda arrived on the island, the officers who were stationed there, all of whom held higher ranks than Onoda, refused to let him carry out his task and instead chose to engage in direct combat with the invading troops. As a direct consequence of this, the Japanese forces that were stationed on the small island at the time of the landing of American troops on February 28, 1945, attempted to fight against the Americans but were quickly defeated. After realizing that they were going to lose, Onoda tracked down three of his fellow soldiers and ordered them to accompany him into the woods so that they could fight in his guerrilla war. Hiro Onoda continued to wage this guerrilla war for 29 years. Rice, coconuts, and the meat from cattle he slaughtered during farm raids that he led when he wasn't attacking nearby Philippine troops provided him and his men with a source of sustenance to survive. 
Onada had noticed a lull in the fighting in August of 1945, which was the month that the war between Japan and the United States was coming to an end. However, he did not suspect that his home nation had surrendered then. Therefore, he persisted in waging his personal war, murdering local farmers, and even engaging in gun battles with the police when they were dispatched to hunt him down. When Hiro Onada and his men searched for information about the state of the war, they came across a leaflet published by the United States that announced the war's end. However, he swiftly disregarded the documents as propaganda, which was something he was intimately familiar with due to the training he had received. Near the end of 1945, additional leaflets were delivered. This time, they contained an order to surrender printed on them from General Yamashita of the 14th Area Army. After conducting an in-depth analysis of the document, Onada and his men were convinced that it was forged. And in this way, Onada and his men carried on with their campaign of terror across the countryside, evading capture by the Philippine government. By 1949, Private Akatsu, one of Onada's soldiers, had started to come to the realization that the war had actually ended. He separated himself from the other members of his unit and lived independently for a period of six months before turning himself in to the Philippine Army in March of 1950. The fact that Akatsu had surrendered allowed the rest of the world to learn that there were still Japanese holdouts on Lubang Island. The United States government, armed with this information, made contact with the families of the holdouts, obtained family photos and letters from their relatives urging them to return home, and airdropped these messages across the island in 1952. Hiro Onoda faced adversity throughout the following two decades. In 1954, he was responsible for the death of another one of his countrymen when Corporal Shimada was killed by gunfire from a Philippine search party that was looking for him. The following year, in 1972, his last ally, Private First Class Kazuka, was shot to death by the authorities as the two men were setting fire to the rice silo of a village. Now completely on his own, Onada waged a solitary war against the Philippines. At this point in time, following the surrender of Akatsu and the deaths of Shimada and Kazuka, the Japanese public was well aware of the story of Hiro Onada and was, in some ways, infatuated with the tale. One such Japanese national was the explorer and world traveler Norio Suzuki. In 1974, when Suzuki was planning his trip around the world, he said that the three things he most wanted to see were Lieutenant Onada, a panda, and the abominable snowman in that order. When he finally arrived in the Philippines in February of that year, the first part of his wish came true when he discovered Hiro Onada hiding in the jungle of Lubang Island. As the young Japanese man told the elderly soldier, Onada-san, the emperor and the people of Japan are worried about you, the elderly soldier's initial concerns about Suzuki were allayed. He assured the traveler that he would remain on the island until he was released from his responsibilities by an officer with a higher rank. When Suzuki eventually made it back to Japan later that year, he informed the Japanese government of Onada's requirements. After that, the government went on the hunt for Onada's former commanding officer, Major Taraguchi, who had since transitioned into a career as a bookseller, and flew him to Lubang. Hiro Onoda emerged from the jungle on March 9, 1974, at the age of 52, still dressed in his tattered official uniform and with his service rifle and sword in excellent condition, to accept the order from his commander telling him to lay down his arms. Even so, he was unsure of the situation and was ready for a trap. 
but when his superior officer gave him the order, he laid down his rifle, 500 rounds, ceremonial sword, and sword belt, as well as his dagger in its white case, and saluted the flag of his nation. In an act of surrender, he gave the President of the Philippines his sword, and in exchange, he was pardoned for all of the crimes he had committed against the state. After that, he went back to Japan, where the people cheered and greeted him like a hero. But Onada never felt at ease with the fact that he had discovered the truth about Japan's defeat and the social changes that occurred over the years. In 1975, he uprooted his life and moved to Brazil, where he settled down, started a family, and worked on a ranch raising cattle. After some time, he went back to Japan with the intention of founding a nature camp for children. Hiro Onada passed away on January 6, 2014, due to complications associated with heart failure at the age of 91. So, did a World War II Japanese soldier keep fighting until 1974, not realizing the war ended nearly 30 years before? Yep, it really happened. Thanks so much for listening to Did That Really Happen? And stay tuned for our next episode. I'm your host, J. William Ditton.